Welcome to the True Vine Podcast. Wherever you are listening, we hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and brings perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. God bless you for being here. If you're streaming online, thank you for tuning in. And wherever you are watching this from, even if it would be an archive after this morning service, we bless you. And may the word of the Lord quicken your heart and lift you to higher ground. Praise God. If you're able to stand with me this morning, if you're in the building, I would do so in honor of the word of the Lord, which is our custom. Paul writes in his second epistle. What's an epistle? That's a Bible word for letter. Modern terminology in Paul's second email. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse 17. I love this verse. It says there, here, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, shout, what is it? He is a new creature. Someone shout new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their their, their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Verse 20, Now then, we are ambassadors of Christ. As through God we're pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, Be reconciled to God, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Wow. That's a short, deep writings of Paul. New creatures. I'm going to preach to you this morning. I continue our study on love reigns in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, once again, I step behind this sacred desk to preach and to inspire and to motivate some amazing people. I pray, God, that there would be no distractions, that your word would come into this house, that your word would leverage technology of those that are streaming and watching And that you would speak a profound prophetic hope into some marriage, some life, some mind. I pray an anointing upon the next few minutes, God. Let us pay attention, Lord, as we sit in the Holy of Holies. Let us lean into your voice. Unctionize me. Use me. Anoint me. For this day, I ask in Jesus' name. And if you receive the prayer, could you shout back amen? Amen, amen. God bless you for being here. You may be seated this morning. Love reigns. I want you to think. My past does not define me. I am more than what I have done. My past. I want you to think about that as I preach. I want you to feel the heavy burden of your past no longer weighs you down. Your past is an arsenal in the enemy's toolbox. But I'm here to dispel. 
I'm here to debunk that. That the Spirit of God that resides in you is greater than your past mistakes and greater than the old person that you were. And I'm here to validate somebody that even though your past may be checkered and jaded, you don't want anybody to know, you have skeletons in the closet. God said, I am greater than any skeleton in a closet. I am greater than any action that you could have done without me because when I purchased you with my blood, you are now something that is a part of the living God. Can you shout amen? Amen. So I want you to feel like that. What I want you to do is to decide to get past your past by believing in the forgiving love of Jesus. You've got to get past your past. You have to move on. Do not be tethered. Do not be distracted. Do not camp there. I think if you pulled back the covers on all of our lives, we could all stand and say, you know what? I'm embarrassed for this. I wish I would have said no when I said yes. I wish I would have stayed home that night. I wish I would have never met that person. I wish I would have never took that job. When you pull back the covers on all of our lives, we all have regrets that we wish we could roll the clock back, but we know the way life is. You cannot roll the time and the clock back. But the beautiful thing about our series is that love reigns no matter how you have lived your past, no matter what you have done, no matter how you feel that the enemy will come against you and sit in your life and whisper in your ear, but somebody needs to understand this morning and get a revelation. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in my past. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in my mistakes. Greater is he, why? Because I've been blood-bought, I've been baptized in the name of Jesus, and his love reigns regardless of what dumb things I did before I knew God. Come on, somebody. Am I preaching? We don't hold anybody. God doesn't hold you accountable the things before he filled you with his spirit. I don't want to startle any of you here this morning, but you could be sitting next to some seedy people from their past that could have robbed you blind. They could have mugged you. They could have broken into your home and think nothing about it. And enjoy the spoils of your life. But when they came in, they came in contact with a cross. And they came in contact with the love of God. And they came in contact with the Spirit of God. The Bible says, Paul says, old things are passed away. Hey, I have become new. I'm not the old Tom Durant. I'm a brand new Tom Durant that God has sanctified. And God has earmarked. And God has filled with the Spirit. And just like a Tom Durant, the same thing is true with you. Why? Because love reigns. Last week, Easter... We began the brand new series, Love Reigns, and we celebrated together the miraculous resurrection of Jesus Christ because in his victory over death, it proves that he is the true King of kings and the Lord of lords over everything. Today, we continue the series as we consider the ways that God reigns in our past. Because of Jesus' work on the cross, we don't have to be controlled by the mistakes. We don't have to be controlled by the miscues that happened a long time ago because I want to reiterate that you are a brand new creature. Because when God gets done making you whole, to some people maybe it's unrecognizable because he has made you a brand new person, watch me now, in his image and in his likeness. 
to which we could not do on our own. When we are left to our own devices, we always shipwreck everything. We always mess up everything. We make the wrong decisions. But when we start to tether against the power and the spirit of God, the God that is all-knowing from the beginning to the ending, when we start to tether to that as we move forward in our life, watch this, on our way to the cross, through the cross, on our way to heaven to streets of gold, and if he has a mansion prepared for all of you, and I believe he does. But here, here, just understand me. Maybe it's not my personality to just wait for the great over yonder. Although I want to go over yonder. Not necessarily today, but eventually one day. I want to walk on streets of gold. I want to sing glory, glory, and hosanna. But I've always been a firm believer that if I can, in the process, live a great, blessed, holy life and have fun as I journey in this life that we call earth. We used to sing the song, Won't We Have a Time? When we get over yonder, we're going to sing and shout and dance about. I believe that. But I have to ask myself, can I have a time now? Don't make me pick or choose. Can I have a great time now? Can I sing and shout and dance about while I'm in this earth and moving here? Yes, why? Because God has sanctified us and he sanctified your little world or your bubble. Why? Because now he's living inside of you and it's not made of man. It's not made of politics. It's not made of government. Come on, somebody. It's made of the King of Kings and it's made from the Lord of Lords that believes in us and that has earmarked his church for destiny and greatness. And you are a part of the church of the living God. Someone say, I'm part of the church. This is my family. This is a good family. Why? Because this is God's family. And what has brought us together and what binds us together is the love of God. That's why we're all here this morning in Old Town Temecula. It's because it's the love of God. It's the things of God. And some decisions that you have made in the past have brought consequences to the mistakes while some have made decisions of devastating effects for years. As I mentioned, we can't change the past. We would love to if we could. But we can ensure that those past things do not control our present or near future. That's the purpose of my message this morning is to let somebody know, no matter what the past looks like. Say, I, was, I didn't grow up in this thing. I didn't know what's going on. I came in older in life. I've got scars. I've messed up. I've got baggage. I've got, you know what? It doesn't matter because when God steps into your life and God begins to do what he wants to do in your life and you begin to walk in the spirit and not in the flesh, his love will reign over your life and over your decisions and over your marriage and over your kids and over your home. Why? Because that's what God does. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. And when I become saved, then I am endued with power from on high that I can climb a mountain. I can walk through a valley. I can go through a tough time. I can go through a dark time. But watch me now. I still know God loves me and I'm not blaming God for the results that this life brings his love reigns oh yes it does his love always wins 
Oh, yes, it does. The church always wins. Oh, yes, it does. That's why I'm never leaving his love. I'm never leaving his presence. I'm never leaving the church. Why? Because everything that is connected and tethered to God always wins in the end. It doesn't necessarily hold off a storm. It rains on the just and the unjust alike. But when it's storming in my life and when it's raining in my life, I know I've got the church and the people of the living God. I know I've got the love of God. And if I just hunker down and stand still, I'm going to make it through this. Why? Because love rains. So if you're here this morning or streaming with us online and you're in a tough situation, I'm telling you, just kind of stay put. Love will find you. It's kind of like when they was teaching. I was in Cub Scouts years ago. And they would teach us, if you get lost in the wood, just hug a tree. The natural tendency is to go find the troop leader. You're a hiker in the woods. How many times do I see on the LA news that people are being lifted out of the Angeles National Forest because they fell, they got hurt, they broke their ankle, and they're on a search and rescue mission. And they just, hey, just stay put. Let us find you. Because if we're Roman and you're Roman, our paths may not ever cross. And I got to thinking the love of God is kind of like that. When you feel like you're drifting off or you feel like you're in a rough time or a bad time, just stay put. Hey, keep coming to church. Keep believing in God. And the love of God and the prayers of God's people will find you where you are, repair you, put you back together why because that's what love does don't be rolling off don't get out of line my wife was applying for a job years ago i dropped her i dropped her off they're opening up a brand new store which would be maybe comparable to kohl's now it used to be called mervyn's any of you that old as old as me mervyn's so I drop her off, and there's a big, long line in the parking lot. The store hasn't even opened. They built the store down in Plaza Bonita. Massive amount of people. I drop her off, and we must have had cell phones back then. I don't remember, but she notifies me. I, I just go, oh, I'll loop around. I'll figure something out. You just get up there and apply for the job. You're smiley. You're a sanguine. They're going to like you. So she notifies me. She goes, I'm not going to do it. I quit. The line's too long. I'm never going to get the job. So I gave her my little Zig Ziglar speech that I heard years ago. I said, this is what Zig Ziglar said. He said, there was a young man in a line for human resources to get a job. And the line was so massive. And he thought, they're going to hire someone before they get to me. By the time they get to me, they fill all the positions. So he said, the young man goes all the way up to the HR desk where they're interviewing people, and he tells them this. He goes, hey, don't hire anybody until you talk to me. And he goes back, and he gets on the back of the line. So after I gave my wife the motivational speech about Zig Ziglar, she stayed in line. I said, just stay in line. They're going to like you. And she got the job. One of the first employees. My point was, just stay in line. I'm never going to get the job. There's too many people here. They're well qualified. They have all kinds of things I don't have. Babe, stay in line. I'm here to tell someone this morning here that you need to stay in line. That what you have started out is a good race. And at the times that you feel it's not good, I want you to know the love of God will reign in your life. 
But if you get out of line and you start meandering off into the wrong neighborhood of life, my friend, and, and God's looking for you and we're looking for you, what if our paths don't cross? It's time. Somebody needs to hear me. You just need to sit still and hug a tree and let the love of God find you. Let somebody in this church, a prayer warrior, you, prayer warrior, find you in an intercessory prayer meeting with God that you don't know anything that is going on when, hey, help is on the way. Why? Because that's what the love of God does. We've been blood-bought. We're a part of God's property. We're a part of God's family. He's coming back for a church that's ready for him without spot or wrinkle or blemish. My friend, I'm here to tell you that, yeah, you have been blood-bought, and the church wins, and you win, and the family of God wins. Watch me now, and love reigns. Woo! Oh, someone shout, love reigns. The Gospels are chock full of stories with individuals with shady pasts, but experiencing fresh starts at their intersection with God. The New Testament speaks about transformation of power and the cross and the triumph of the resurrection of the grave we preached about last week. But I understand this. The common thread is when people put their trust in God, They were different. They were forgiven. They were made new and they were made whole. But it all began at the intersection of trust. It's the greatest news of all that when you learn to trust in the power of God, that God makes you a brand new creature. That we in ourself cannot create newness. That humanity, just look around. I've been, I just had a birthday yesterday, but I don't feel as old as my birth certificate says I am. So we had a little conflict of a conversation there. But nevertheless, I realized that society, as things go on and on, everything gets worse and worse and darker and darker and more evil and more evil. And what time in the world do we need the love of God to rain down more than we need it right now? Not only on his church, but on our nation and the communities that we live in and the neighborhoods. Why? If he came to seek and to save that which was lost, then you and I are a part of the equation to spreading the love of God. My friend, let me tell you, you need to spread the greatness of God, spread the joy of God. Spread the love of God. Don't be out there doing something contrary to God. If God's trying to work through you, if you've been blood-bought, you need to be another person that Jesus would be pleased with. Why? Because love reigns. And out of all the decisions that any of us have made, it all submits to the power of the cross. You see, Paul writes in what is it, 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter? That love, or the Greek word of charity, love is this. Boom, 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 boom. Love is not this. Boom, 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 boom. And so if the love of God is active in you, if the love of God is fluid in your life, then we align ourselves with the persona of God in His Scripture. And when God changes a life, he makes it better, Brother Reuben. And then we strive and we continually work to be what God wants us to be. But always in the mix, always in the ingredients, always in the prescription is somewhere about the love of God. Because no matter what you have done, hear me, people, no matter your family tree, we are all equal in the eyes of a loving God. You say, well, I can't preach like pastor. That's irrelevant. 
The goal here and the challenge here is that we got to get to heaven, Brother Chris, and walk on streets of gold. You don't have to know the Bible that much. There's an element of submission. There's an element of obeying. There's an element of bringing the word of God and, and living like that. And even if you don't know any scriptures and you can't quote anything, and even if you don't even have a Bible, but if you believe by faith that God can do and forgive your sins and make you a brand new person, then that's you're going to experience how God's love can reign in your life regardless of your past, regardless of your decisions, regardless of your resume from the mistakes that you have made. God loves you regardless. Someone shout, God loves me. And the love of God removes all of the old sin, the shame, the guilt, the mistakes, and failures from your life. Pastor, you're saying the love of God does that? That's exactly what I'm saying. And when God's love reigns in us, it overpowers the whole that the old things used to have in our lives. It begins to motivate us to do right. You know, someone once said long before me, a great wise preacher, he says, you see, your conscience makes you feel bad after you've done it. The Holy Ghost makes you feel bad before you do it. Hmm. That was good preaching right there, even though I stole it from someone else. So you say, oh, I got a good conscience. Wait, you, come on, you still need the Spirit of God. I'm a good person. I don't have anything in my past. You still need to experience the love of God. But like I said, I've lived long enough. I think every one of us say, you know what? I don't want that story being told. I don't want that chapter. No, skip that chapter. But as we lean into the power and the Spirit of God, it's the love of God that keeps coming back time after time again. And God comes into our life. And He does not simply overlook the sinful past, but instead He forgives us and He removes it. It's not like you're carrying a bag of sin around and it's in your past. And you're looking forward so you never see it. No, God says, hey, I'll take that. And that's the beautiful thing about baptism, is that baptism washes away your sins. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. How does that work, Pastor? That's a supernatural thing. And so if you find yourself dragging a bag of sins and mistakes and decisions through life, I'm here to tell somebody that the love of God can forgive that. And it can be, if you've not been baptized in the name of Jesus, all of that can be washed away by one simple act of obedience. It's called baptism. And I'm excited we baptized her last week and we thank God for washing away her sins. And I'm just as excited that I did the whole thing in Spanish too. Hello, Tom Durance. Don't ask me to do it again. I felt I stumbled through it, but it, she nodded her head and she had mercy. And she went down in the nombre de Jesus, and she came up with her sins washed away. Hey, if you're here this morning, we can do the same thing for you. We have a baptismal tank. We have robes. We have towels. We have everything you need. The only thing you need to do is submit to the desire to be baptized. Why? Because the love of God's going to wash away everything. It's going to make you a brand new creature. 
It's going to remove away the old sin and the shame and the circumstances of your old life. And it's a fresh, brand new start. Come on. How many of us need a brand new start after a dismal pandemic and the virus going all over? Hey, I need some good news. I need some sunshine. I need something that I want to rejoice about. I need something that's going to put a smile on my face. Well, I'm here to tell you, my friend, the love of God that reigns in our lives can put a smile back on your face, can touch a marriage, can heal a wounded heart. Mm, come on. Woo! And we repent. And we experience a radical forgiveness. And to repent means to turn away. Hey, I'm not going to do this any, no more. Watch this. The lady caught in adultery. They bring her to Jesus. They had wrong motives. They're trying to trap him and all this stuff. They bring him to Jesus. And he says this to her. He goes, neither do I condemn thee. But here's the most powerful words. Go your way and sin no more. Broken down in 21st century vernacular. Hey, go away. Live a good life, but don't do it again. Turn away. Stop that lifestyle. Find a brand new lifestyle, and I forgive you. But you can't continue in your old past being forgiven. But he told her, hey, don't do it anymore. And it's the same way with us. And maybe you're here and you've been filled with his spirit already. But this pandemic or anything that's been in your life that's been pressuring you, say, you know what? I don't feel like I'm living up to my potential. I don't feel like I'm giving God the, his best. I know all the preaching. I know how it works. I know all the mechanics of this. But I don't feel like where I'm at, where I need to be right now. But I'm here to preach to you that if you will continue down the path of the Calvary, what Calvary did, down the Via de la Rosa from last week's message, that you will find a place alone with God and time with God. And you will understand the power of the church and his love that reigns in every situation the beautiful thing about God we can always come clean if we initiate the conversation with God that's forgiveness that's repentance God you know what I've messed up I'm sorry please forgive me I'm embarrassed I need to be healed of this and I need to conquer this and I need to move forward and I need your love to reign. It doesn't just need to be a cute little sermon series with graphics, God. I need to understand that for my personal life. And that's what I'm trying to preach to you this morning. That when you repent, we acknowledge the old sinful ways. We acknowledge how we were pre-God. And we agree to allow God to replace those sinful ways with godly ways. That are better and newer. We go from telling lies to speaking the truth, from being selfish to being selfless, from spreading gossip to offering encouragement, from burning with anger to being filled with a joy. That, that's what the love of God does. It reigns in every situation. You say, well, how come some people don't have the love of God? Maybe they don't pursue it. Maybe they don't ask for it. Maybe they don't crave it. Maybe they don't run towards it. But I'm here to just reiterate to everybody that the love of God that can and will reign is available for you every single day. Being a pastor for over 21 years, I understand humanity. That the embarrassing part is that we would have to go alone somewhere with God and confess or come clean or ask for forgiveness. And I realize that's hard for people, Brother Blair. 
Because we think, hey, I'm just going to fix this and I don't have to really deal with it because I'm going to fix it. But God's saying, hey, I've got the power not only to fix it, but to eradicate it out of your life completely. And you won't have to deal with this again. And I'll take this away and I can take those lustful desires away. Why, God? Because I love you. But God, it's the 17th time I'm coming. I love you. My love reigns. And when I submit, Brother Chris, to the love of God, it puts me in an environment with God that he can make all things new. Watch me now, that I could not do on my own. Because I believe this. If we could do it on our own, we would have already done it. So let me ask you a question here. What is it that's in your life that you cannot fix or you have not already taken care of because it's just out of your reach. What's in your life? Faithfulness, honesty, purity, peace. Are these things that are lacking from you? I say, oh, you know, I'm going to get this figured out. And God's saying, hey, all I just want to love you. You see, being a father and a husband and a grandfather, When you are operating under the banner of love, nothing is too hard and nothing is too expensive. How many of us have had situations, Daniel, that we say, you know what? If I knew money could fix it, I would get a loan to help my son. You deal in that arena. How many parents that you work with say, you know what? If you could pay your son's way out of addiction, every parent would, I'll sell my home today. I'll be back in a couple of weeks, Danielle, and you promise me he'll be set free? If the answer is yes, what parent wouldn't liquidate their assets? I love my kids. That's expensive. To you, maybe? To me, no. Why would a parent do that, Brother Blair? Love. How many husbands wouldn't take on anything from their spouse? So they wouldn't have to be under that pressure. Why would you do that? Because I love her. I don't want her to go through that. I don't want her to be pressured by that. Put it on me. Let me carry it. Let me try. Here's what I'm telling you. Is that the love of God is the exact same way for you. So think with me, what is that one thing that only love can fix from God? What do you struggle with? What do you hide? What do you wish for? Get that one item. And see what happens. Brother Nolan, you could come, please. What is it? And I'm here to tell you that the love of God is so powerful and so potent that if you offer that thing, God will step down, and with the miraculous, unwavering love, a 
It's a song we sing, Reckless Love. The night is never too dark. The mountain is never too tall. The wall is never too wide. Because it's the reckless love of God that will find you. But what am I saying? You Stay put. I'm not that naive to think that everyone that's sitting here this morning listening to me is completely whole. But you're here because you believe in God. And maybe your faith got you here. And maybe a little bit of hope and, in some cases, wishful thinking. And I'm preaching about the reckless love of God. I'm preaching about the love that reigns regardless. And this is what I know, Brother John. When we are hurting and when we are damaged and when we are broken and when we are tattered, we always feel that God can't fix it completely. Why? Because, Daniel, it's us. He can fix you, he can fix you, he can fix you, he can fix you. But what about my own things? Teresa, those, that's a big mountain to climb. And God has just sent me here this morning to validate the power of His love. You say, oh, I know, Pastor. Well, then why are you still suffering with? Why are you still caring? Why do you still wrestle with? Why do you still view it like And maybe you've never thought of it that way. But I just know the power of love. How many parents among us if we had to make a life-threatening decision for our kids that we would give up our life? You know what? I've lived long enough. It's good. Here, they can have this out of my body. What would cause someone to do that? Brother Tony, love. Well, if we take this from you and give it to your child, you're going to live 10 years less. It's cool. I've lived a good life. I'm fine. Brother Renee, on paper, crazy. Crazy. But under the banner of love, common sense. And that's exactly the relationship that God wants with us. And that has with us. His love reigns. And I, I just feel so compelled to come back to us this morning and say, look, whatever scar or hurt or wound or bruise that is looming in your life and you learn to live with it, my message is here to tell you, you know what? The love of God can repair that. And the love of God can make that whole and make it better than it was. And I know you're just living with it and you're suppressing it, but can I submit to you this morning that 
The love of God wants to deliver you. To which I don't struggle with that anymore? Yeah. To which is not painful anymore? Yes. To which that God can heal it? Yes. Huh. And God's speaking softly. And he's speaking gently to you right now. What is that, Pastor? That's the reckless love of God. No valley too deep. No alley too dark. No day too long. No mountain too big. Because that's what love does. It plows through any obstacle. Love drills deep. And for some of us this morning, God's drilling down into your life. And all he wants you to do, let me help you, okay? All he wants you to do is say, okay, God. Okay. And how's this going to work? Okay. I need deliverance. I need to heal. I need to be repaired. Okay, God. I hear you. That's the response from humanity for complete deliverance. And the bridge between you and God and your restoration, your reconciliation, is love. Wow. So simple, but so wowing and profound. Brother Ruben, so scary. Help us, God. If you're able to stand this morning with me, could you? I want to pray for us. If you're hurting this morning, the love of God wants to wrap his arms around you. If you're bruised and wounded and weak, the love of God wants to heal you and restore you. If you are anything but whole, If you are anything but healthy, the love of God wants to minister to you right now. That's God. Heavenly Father, I come today. I come today, God, submitting needs from this local assembly, homes and hearts, marriages and children, minds and spirits, God, that your love, that we would reach up and pull it down, God, and pray it down, that we would not leave the atmosphere of reconciliation, we would not leave the atmosphere of love, God, without listening to you, without conversating to you, without considering a complete restoration because your love will reign in every request. Your love will reign in every heart and mind. And today, God, I ask you to dispense angels of ministry. God, not just a couple on the corners of the building, but one per person, God. I'm asking as a pastor, one per person today, God. I request extra angels. I request extra spiritual help per person, God. Those that are streaming online, God, find them in their homes, I pray. Find them on the couch, I pray. 
Find them, God, where they are. But I pray that every angel in heaven, God, would partner with each person that hears my message. And let your love, God, overwhelm us. Let your love, God, reconcile us. I ask us to do that together, God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Could you lift your hands? Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can visit our website or church app if you would like to give. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, like and share it with your friends, and tag us on social media. Because we want to witness with you what God is doing in your life. Thank you, and God bless.